Lydia and Dina and welcome back to Retweet. Um, fitting for our name, we have one of the best Twitter stands on the planet. Oh, wow. <laughs> you flatter me. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite internet girls in the world. Today we're talking about fangirl culture with Deanna. Hi. So Deanna, you can kind of introduce yourself and kind of give like a background to like what you do on the internet, etc. Sure. I am a freelance journalist and photographer and I am also a student at Western but that's not the main part of my identity Um, so (laughs) my whole thing with uh, internet culture is I was really heavy into Stan Twitter in like 2012 13 Dina and I found each other on there strangely yes Um, so then from there I kind of got really in tune with the way fans talk about music um, and that subsequently led to me networking with editors on Twitter and that's how I got started freelancing and I kind of brought a unique perspective I think to all of my um, interviews and my music criticism in that I knew what fans wanted to talk about, uh, what kind of stuff matters to artists, how not to trivialize pop music and it was a kind of a learning process while I was a teenager to kind of take it more seriously even though mm-hmm. it's a lighthearted thing. Um, so I think I think that t- part of my life on the internet really opened my eyes to a lot of different social structures that are related and interconnected with fan culture and with like stuff that teenage girls mm-hmm. like. So that's that's where it's been coming from. Mm. Cool. Um, so yeah, this episode is about fan culture. If you guys didn't get that already, um, so we just want to discuss the kind of connotation that comes with the word fan. Um, the gendered ways in which that word is used for the most part, because yeah. I think we could all agree it's you don't really hear like fanboy. You yeah. most often hear fangirl, and you most often see these like cult followings when it comes to things that teenage girls like. And girls are the ones that kind of get more villainized for not villainized, but like what's the word? Like looked down upon, trivialized. Trivialized, good word. Yeah. Trivialized for having like these passions and liking these groups. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys may not stand Twitter. I okay. I had Twitter, but I guess I just like didn't make a stand account. Like I think I followed people from One Direction, but I didn't like make any tweets about them. Guys, please look up on Twitter. Um, please. Dina. Just like Dina's <laughs> shit. Because it's actually sick. What was your username? I had like a few different ones. Oh, oh yeah. You, Everyone, you always like rotate You have to change because I'm sorry. If people from school found you, you had to change. <laughs> yeah. What? You have to change your I made one because people from school were like, why are you always tweeting Zayn Malik? And I was like, leave me alone. So I just like I'm made crying. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I used why to. No, that's actually Malik? so true. And like even like um my friend Mimi, she like had a One Direction stand Twitter, but like it was her mean Twitter. Like, oh, it was just, that's like, brave. Like it was just like, it was her actual Twitter that people from school followed her, but she like engaged in stand culture on there. Um, but yeah, I made, like, I had, like, a One Direction, um, Twitter, and honestly, when I made it, I didn't even like One Direction, which is so weird. Yeah, like, I made it with one of my... (laughs) How do you make a state account for somebody you don't even like? Okay, so, okay, like, I liked One Direction, but I wasn't, like, super into them. Like, I, I I was like, okay, like, what makes you beautiful, Bob's? Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But then one of my friends wanted to make one, so it was kind of like our joint account. Okay. Um. So like, I probably didn't use it that much, and then I started to use it more because I'm like, oh my god, this is like fun. And then you would like an award show, like um, the Grammys or something, would be on, and then everyone would live tweet it, and it yeah. would be so mm-hmm. fun. And then you'd get like 
if you like you would get retweets you would get like all this interaction so then i'm like oh my god i kind of like that adrenaline and then through that i started to like actually really like one direction too so then Mm -hmm. it kind of like grew my love for one direction and then eventually i kicked the other girl off the twitter account i'm crying and um I grew my brand. <laughs> and honest honest to God, I had that account from, I made it when I finished grade nine. So I was probably like in grade 10, like I was like 15, I guess. And then I had it up until I was in grade 12. I deleted it like the beginning of grade 12. That's kind of late. And I, I guess. Like, like I feel like I, I didn't stopped e- liking One Direction. Also, I'm fake, allegedly. Uh, I think I stopped liking One Direction like in grade 11. Because when did Zayn leave? 2015. No. Yeah, Zayn left Very when I was in like first year. Oh, like, we were already after we Yeah, Zayn left after we were like, oh, I don't care about One Direction anymore. Like, no, I, I was still like, like oh, I okay. wasn't that into them anymore. So I'd been kind of like drifted away. But when he left, I was still really torn up about it because it was like the official ending of like my child, my teenage yeah. years. Yeah, it no, felt it like very sad. like monumental in that sense. Mm-hmm. It was sad. Yeah, you kind of like project your own life onto the timeline of a celebrity's career, and it's really weird. That's true. That's so true. That's so true and like you find a community within that like as i can't speak for other like fandoms but like especially in the one direction one direction kind of like started like this is a big claim to make but like really was kind of instrumental in creating fan culture online yeah and i think on twitter we talked about this too one direction fans on twitter literally created memes okay they created it. reaction pictures reaction pictures like the floating head icons <laughs> like Number they 87. one direction fans changed the game when it came to pizza like wi-fi? online presence that Pardon? was pizza and wi-fi like, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah 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 one direction fan thing yes like every like so many things that characterize the internet between 2011 2012 2013 even like One Direction fans did it. I'm sorry, they did. They did. Yeah. That's the tea. They that did. Is, that's the tea. And even like comparing Justin Bieber, because I think a lot of people say that Justin Bieber was the first person to like get big off the internet and like actually make that into a, like a celebrity career, which I think is like true. But I feel like with Justin Bieber, even though he was on YouTube, it was all songs. Like it was just like all covers. Mm-hmm. Whereas like One Direction, they like gave more personality. The live streams. Yeah, yeah. like it was like yeah. live streams. So it was just so different because it was like this is my first time having like what feels like a real interaction with a celebrity. Yeah. Like, you know, Twitch streaming at that point for me was just like, I'm FaceTiming them. They don't see me, but I'm FaceTiming yeah. them. And yeah. A lot, and they interacted a lot with their fans. They followed fans. Yeah. They, they answered their DMs. So it was very like We'd spam personal. them for follows. Yeah, spam <laughs> them follow, for you follow. follow. You follow, you unfollow, so then your name pops up. Yes. And then your name would be Liam, follow me. <laughs> and they would go on, like, follow Harry Carrie sprees. noticed me. Oh, my God. Really? No. Just, like, oh, okay. the ultimate goal was to have that in my name. and then Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, did that actually happen? Girl, no. Um, yeah. I And, like, I remember, like, a Liam follow was, like, whatever. Liam followed did everyone. Me, actually. Yeah? Liam was, I don't know if you know You got followed this. by one of them. No, what happened was Liam was opening my DMs on Instagram. And this was when he had a girlfriend. So, and I was Danielle? No, this was Sophia. So I don't know what was going on because he was just like <laughs> opening, and so was Louis. Louis was opening fans' DMs and like oh. liking them and stuff. So that was a very weird period. It was like post sane. Yeah. Okay. And I know this other girl who was one of my internet mutuals. Like Louis actually like replied to her, and I don't know if Eleanor was in the picture at the time. <laughs> so yeah, that was like post Twitter. Yeah. It was, like, Instagram. Yeah. It was yeah. Getting and, weird. And like I think like for like I was young when I, so I didn't have the means to like 
go follow these boys around the country or oh, like yeah. whatever but a lot of girls did and a lot of girls like they created a community online they found friends online and then they would like travel i remember especially for the where where we are tour is that what it was mm-hmm. um, 2014. the 2014 yeah 2014 tour girls would go to like every show like they would travel cross country remember stop with sarah yes yeah okay yes you know who this is i have no idea who's stalker sarah she's this girl who's met like every celebrity and she's she lives in new york but she's like always pictured with them and like stans hated her because she would be really annoying online she'd always be posting photos with them and like following them around Mm -hmm. that's so and it's like who has the time or the money like you're in school yeah who has the means was this a teen girl i don't she was young okay Yeah. yeah she's still doing it Oh my god, really? Yeah, girl, I checked on her the other day, and she's still out here. <laughs> I checked on her. Like, I, I was like, stalker Sarah, bro. Where I stalked stalker Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so funny. Who is she taking pictures of now, though? Because I don't think there's a boy band out now, right? Like, BTS? I don't oh, know if she's I met guess BTS, that's true. Okay, but... so that's interesting, then, because I feel like One Direction, like, K-pop is really big right now, and I think that, like, international music is, is going to be the new wave. I feel like One Direction, like, they are... Kind of like the end of like that boy band, like white boy thing. I could be really wrong about that, but I don't know. I don't see I don't it know. The Jonas again. Brothers are making a comeback. Oh yeah, but Everything I guess they're cyclical. Like, People are very into like old. nostalgia, right? So even One Direction, part of the appeal was their proximity to people like NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys or maybe their opposition to them because they're kind of a foil. They were like, we're the boys next door. We're not polished. And then K-pop is like hyper-polished but also still very stylish and incorporating all that like fan interaction stuff, Mm. which K-pop was doing at the time, but it Mm -hmm. just hadn't spread beyond the borders yet. And I think you you see a lot of like One Direction fans transition into the K-pop fandom. That was the thing, yeah. Um, So then now they have all these super fans that already have like – um, made a community and they they they're not new to this and so they have all those fans too and what's funny about that is like everything that we wanted out of one direction like we we're like oh my god we wish there was better quality music we wish they like you know there's a thing in k-pop called skinship and it's like when they touch each other it's like they do it for fans so like you know how in one direction fandoms like people would hyper analyze like oh my god they're finally like they're holding hands or like they're yeah, hugging. yeah yeah but like k-pop artists do it specifically so that fans can like kind of celebrate it Aww. so it's Kinda it's really cute. yeah it's really interesting it's like everything that you yeah. wanted out of the group yeah. and you were like oh my god i wish they would like live stream more i wish they would interact with us they have that it's set up and it's packaged for you mm-hmm. that, so, that's true yeah that's why because it's so one, successful yeah that's one thing about like one direction too is like we were in high school so yeah twitter and like instagram was popping but people weren't as interactive as mm-hmm. they are now like mm-hmm. i feel like people are extremely interactive now mm-hmm it was just the beginning. They were just getting their engine started at that point. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I think when we discuss fan culture, it's like it's really important to think about the ways in which a fan is seen and how it can be gendered. Um, I think we talked about that coming into this podcast, but it was very like it was kind of like a demeaning thing to like be like a One Direction fan or like even before One Direction, I was a huge Justin Bieber fan. Mm-hmm. I had all his posters like on my walls and it was always something that it was kind of like the butt of the joke. Where in reality, like, you can be a fan. Like, you see guys make, like, fantasy football leagues. They have, like, all the memorabilia. And ours doesn't get violent. And it's, like, it doesn't get yeah, violent. It doesn't get violent. And it's, like, 
you guys are doing the same thing. Like, you would cry if you saw freaking LeBron James. Or, like... Sports fans, like, ruin shit. What happened? Like, this... They like, literally riot. riot. Yeah, they riot. Yeah, like, they literally riot. They get riot belligerently drunk down. and fight each other. Like, we don't get... Like, we keep our fights on Twitter. Like, yeah. <laughs> our stand wars do not go beyond Twitter. Yeah. No, it's literally on Twitter. Or, like, someone posts an article about um, how One Direction's new album sucks. Okay, we're, we're doxing you, but we're like, gonna like <laughs> like the fans have such a power to mobilize, it's which is so, crazy. Yeah. Um, and you can see it, it can kind of get ma- manipulated through like commodification and trying to exploit these young girls. But at the same time, they're so powerful. Like they, are, they yeah. use their parents' money, their money, whatever money they have, to support these boys or the boy band that like yeah, like One Direction. Like I spent. Six hundred dollars on a One Direction ticket. Wait, okay. what? I spent okay. a stupid amount too on the last. Show. It was like five hundred or six hundred dollars. It was like a really good seat, but yeah. it was expensive as hell. And I was, I was like, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because me and Dina went to the same One Direction concert. We didn't. We know were each all other. at that concert. Oh, really? You yeah, were there we, too. Yeah. It was like Zayn was so freaking sad. I he know. shaved. I was. So I know sad his hair shaved. was flat. Yeah, I was so sad the whole time. I was like, this is so awkward. He was just sitting there <laughs> on your side of the stage. Yes, and I was like, and I was like here. right beside him, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he was so sad. Yeah. I think another thing, like, one of the reasons why fangirls are seen as, like, so, like, just, like, the butt of the joke is because in a lot of ways, like, fangirl cultures, they express, like, their sexuality a lot. So, like, when we're talking about, like, yeah. um, like people wanted Harry and Louis to, like, have sex. Like, yeah. Like, like, Wattpads. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, no, like, Wattpads that were, like, extremely sexual. And that's, like, a lot of creative writing, like, just, like, undoubtedly. One of them, sorry, uh, what was it called? Oh, uh, yeah, that movie. It was made yeah, into a movie. Darker or something? Dark Harry. Do you remember that meme? After. After, yeah. After. And it was made into a movie. Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades was based on... No, okay, so... Am I wrong? Fifty Shades was based on a Twilight fan fiction. Right, you're right. Um, But After was a One Direction fan fiction with Harry Styles and this girl. And After got published into a novel where she changed the guy's name to Harden. And I'm like, okay, the same shit. Yeah, that's Harold. Harden Scott or something yeah. like that. And, and then that then was a meme, too. This is getting turned into a movie. And the guy that is playing him kind of looks like Harry. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is I so funny. <laughs> because her name on Wattpad was literally, like, Imaginator 1DX or something. And this girl, her name's Anna Todd. She literally has a franchise now. She's, like, rich. Like, she – and through After, After has its own fandom now of like girls that stand for the books and then also like uh, are fans of like the characters that are like the actors that are playing the characters in the movie so she really did the damn thing Mm -hmm. monetize it like the like for me now being on the other side of it as a journalist uh like i've seen firsthand the fans power like it's scary because a lot of the people i've interviewed have been k-pop artists Mm -hmm. and you have to like you have to be so careful. And sometimes... Yeah, I didn't even think about that yeah. because I have seen, like, I'm not a K-pop stan, but I have seen that you've interviewed people that are K-pop. They're but big. have you had people, like, message you being like, um, actually, I don't know, whatever. Well, they drag you. Yeah, yeah no, like, drag because, you. Because I'm, like, knowledgeable and because I get their input, it's generally been okay. But there's been, like, stupid nitpicky things. Like, for BTS, for example, the... So article there, you got to interview them. Yeah, but that was an email one. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But it's still, it's like a big deal for their fans so the headline said some the sub headline said something about bts lyrics tackle themes including police brutality and i was like wait that's not what happened because one of them collaborated with wale who talked about police brutality and i mentioned that in the article so some people were like why did you say bts uh had lyrics about police brutality i'm like i didn't that i didn't write that headline but people don't know that 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like other stuff, like factual stuff I've always gotten right, but they just kind of don't understand how the whole thing works and like what you can ask an artist and what you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, And being on the other side of that has been really eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. Is K-pop the same way in which like I remember with One Direction – um, like anytime they had like they were seen with another girl mm. or like they had a girlfriend, they would get so much hate. Is that the same thing in K-pop? K-pop is really strict about that. They often have dating clauses in their contracts. What? Yeah. So th- whenever someone dates, it's called like a dating scandal. What yeah, scandal? It's not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not like normal. They have to like announce it through their company. <laughs> That's not normal. Yeah. Um, they usually get cl- uh, they usually get exposed by this company called Dispatch, which takes like secret pictures of them while they're like leaving each other's apartments or something. <laughs> So it's crazy. Do do K-pop fans do the same thing? Because uh, with like One Direction fans, how they like instead of fantasizing about themselves with the boys, like they shipping? fantasize about the boys together. Yeah, and I feel like that's a new phenomenon. Like I don't think like freaking like the Beatles fans or whatever were yeah. doing that. Ready like smut. <laughs> yeah, like and it was such this thing where you know people wanted Louie and Harry to be together. People wanted Zayn and um, Liam to be together. So do, is that the same thing with K-pop? I. Th- think okay i know that there is shipping in k-pop i don't know what's more predominant because i feel like within one direction fandom we can say confidently that shipping was more predominant than like your name type stuff yeah like the head yeah, stuff that's true but with k-pop like i know that there's ships i don't know how seriously people take them there's some where people are like it's real but <laughs> others where it's just yeah. like because of the like staged interactions and like the skinship that i mentioned yeah uh, i guess that's true it's, it's that a bit more canned yeah. yeah it's a bit more canned and also the group's are like well one direction was also assembled but these groups were like factory line assembled like maybe they came from a competition show yeah. or they were like training mm-hmm. for 10 years and then put together so k-pop culture yeah. is crazy yeah it's really intense but wow. it, it's like it has similarities but a lot of stuff is really different mm-hmm. yeah i found like the one direction like the fan culture is so interesting because they ship the literal like the boys together and then these girls are like crafting these huge stories that are like intricate and they're they're expressing their obviously skills for writing but then they're also ex- expressing their sexuality in yeah, a way that's not say, yeah. it's really subversive yeah like it's not it's not like i don't know i don't know how to say this but like yeah <laughs> it's kind of uh in in a way, pop culture is seen as like a safe way for girls to talk about their sexuality for because sure. yeah, that's it's idealized yeah. and it's like not within your proximity. You're not gonna have sex with them, yeah. so you're not gonna get pregnant. You're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're still pure, whatever. And like that was part of the fear too. Like right back until the Beatles, the hysteria was like, oh my god, these girls are like feeling something sexual about these guys, and that was like terrifying for people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like oh, this is stupid thing to be wasting your time on. It's also the fear of, like, losing that purity for teenage girls. Yeah, I guess that's true. And even, like, going back to, like, shipping each other, like, there were times where, like, I genuinely was, like, delusionally, like, believe, like, Harry and Louis are definitely fucking. Like, Harry and Louis. I totally believe that. And, like, not even just that. Like, guys, I can't emphasize enough, like, I really, really thought in this life of sin, like, I was going to marry Zayn. Like, you could not <laughs> tell me otherwise. And, like, I know it, like, sounds really stupid, but I was convinced. Like, somewhere in this world, there'd be a fluke. We would have an affair and we'd be together. Sounds legit. An affair? Gigi's shaking. 
No, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I feel like I keep having conversations with people who liked One Direction, like girls, and they're like, dude, like, I seriously thought <laughs> I was going to be with them. Is that yeah. crazy? Like, did you not think, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just fucked. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Oh, my God. Like, those imagines hit too close to home. I know. YN, your name. Girl. Like, are you sick? (laughs) Like, okay. I definitely, I definitely was on that Harry Louie at some point had something going on. Maybe I'm still clinging to that in the back of my head because there's so many receipts. Like, yeah, there's so many, like, One Direction, like, um, especially, like, you could see the distinction in fans on Tumblr versus, like, the fans on Twitter. Oh, yeah. They were more very, like, critical, like, analytical. Yeah. Right? And they would, like, make whole pages of, like, master posts. Okay. A master post. Na- yeah. Yeah. Now I'm realizing it was more of a Tumblr girl. So I feel yes. like I, I had Twitter for a little bit, but I deleted it. Obviously, guys, you knew in the beginning episodes I didn't have Twitter. Um, Twitter girls were just more, like, funny. Yeah. You guys mm. were definitely more funny. Yeah. Like, I was on Tumblr, but I wasn't, like, as posty on Tumblr. Yeah. Because I just didn't have the audience. Mm-hmm. So I was like, give me attention, please. Yeah. And I feel like also with One Direction Twitter, like your following can go like can grow really rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like I had the big accounts. Yeah. There was like big accounts that had like 20,000 followers. But I think when I deleted my account, I had close to 9,000 followers, which is a lot. And if I had kept that, who like because a yeah. lot of girls that do keep their accounts, they can just transform them into a personal account. Do and you then- remember Orion? Yeah, or like Akacha, Akacha, I think too. Oh yeah, Acacia, Acacia, Acacia. Acacia. Orion. So Orion's a YouTuber, um, and she started on One Direction Twitter. Even like freaking Camila Cabello was on was a freaking was 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 on One Direction. She followed me. Really? Yeah, her Stan account was following me. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just kind of like you feel kind of betrayed. You're like, oh, you converted into a personal, but then they like monetize it. Like they were smart. Yeah, like Orion is really smart with it because she has a a YouTube channel. She's has like two books out. Like she really like made money off of like having this audience on on Twitter. Um, but yeah, you see it with like a lot of the girlies. Yeah. Because like on those accounts, they weren't just talking about One Direction. People were talking about their lives. People were sitting there in class tweeting, oh my God, I'm in class right now. Uh, guys the boy that i'm talking to like thread people would tweet yeah thread (laughs) thread about the boy that i like like people would talk about their lives and i just think that they were able to forge such a sense of community and find people that they really connect with whether it be someone that lives near them or someone that lives across the world Mm -hmm. sorry also one direction fans started threads did they they did they did wow they would do like thread like a story Yeah. yeah 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 you're actually right yeah well, maybe we didn't start it, but it was very common. It was, it was. We just take credit for it. We invented sure. the internet. Yeah, <laughs> they invent. No, no. Like, the ways that fangirl culture like go, like definitely streaming. Okay, when we had live streams, they would crash all the time. Now streaming technology is impeccable because it knows to expect a lot of people watching. Yes, yeah. that's so true. That is really true. And like now, you can go live on like Instagram mm-hmm. instead of like having to have this other platform like. What was that? Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Or, like, uh, there was one that was just, like, something streaming. Yeah, and they would just be, like, connected to Twitter. And then, yeah. But, yeah, sorry. Going back to the relationships, though, because I really want to talk about it. Mm. Um, a lot of people who don't or, like, aren't into Instagram. I feel like Instagram's a new way of, like, forming communities. Totally. I don't know. Do you guys meet, still talk to people on Twitter that, like, you would meet up with? Or? I honestly don't. Like, I I'm new to Twitter, don't. so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Instagram with for journalism me. stuff, yes. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I've met a lot of cool people through there, but more so like the friends that I make are through Instagram. Yeah, me too. And I feel like people who don't do that, they get so fucking weird. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're missing your out. friendship life would be so much more productive because you're like, okay, this person likes this music because they put on their story and <laughs> they like these certain events because they talk about them like on their story. They're, they're going like, to look good with me when we go to events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because it's like, it's normal to like DM a girl on Instagram, like a guy DMing a girl just trying trying to like yeah, shoot to their slide. shot but it's not normal to shoot your shot for friendship on instagram yeah and it's like i need more friends like i wish it was normal but i kind of do that like i've made it work yeah i've made yeah. it work i mean the thing about friendship i feel like is a little bit low maintenance so you follow the person and you know maybe you reply back to their stories and then maybe it depends guys, what you're replying to yeah. is gonna kind of tell your intentions yeah that's true if you're replying to selfies and you're just like only selfies, yeah, then I don't know about sexy that. selfies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're like, yeah, if you're replying, being friendly, and you know, comment on the photos, maybe they're gonna follow you back. Like all these things, I feel like it's pretty much a go. And everybody I've met like through Instagram has like basically been what I expected, because I remember I was listening to I've already mentioned her on the podcast before, but I love Nicole Byers so much. But she was talking about how when she meets people on the internet, she doesn't want to tux them too much because she feels like it creates a false sense of intimacy. I've read an article like this, too. Okay. And it's like, I would rather know what I'm getting into because we already meet so many people in person that we maybe don't mesh with. Whereas, like, this gives us a chance, like, meeting people online gives us a chance to kind of, like, you know, like, suss things out, Mm -hmm. like, figure out if you're going to be compatible instead of wasting your time, even just as friends, right? Yeah, for sure. You can get an idea of, like, if you can text someone, then, like, you're almost guaranteed going to be able to talk to them unless they're really socially awkward and they only, like, talk on their phone. But mm-hmm. most of the people, like like you said, that I've met on Instagram or whatever, like, they're, I mean, it is idealized, but they're still pretty true to themselves. Like, yeah. when you talk to them, they're not, like, pretending to be anybody else. So, yeah, it's been okay. And even if it is idealized, the thing is, is, like, you know at least what their, like, best version is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, or what they think is, like, the best version. So, I love, I love meeting people on Instagram. But the thing is, the only thing about the, like, whole um, false intimacy is, like, how long will I message someone before I meet them? I feel like friendship probably for a while. I also like probably not texting you like religiously. Like it's not like a good morning. Like, you know, mm. I feel like that's a little more flirty. I feel like <laughs> dating good wise. Morning. Yeah, like you know, sunshine. Yeah, like I don't know. Like any friend, like I'm actually meeting uh when this episode comes out, so shout out to Akoswa. Uh, I'm meeting somebody I met when I was fourteen on Tumblr. Wow. And I'm really excited about that, but we also, like, didn't talk religiously. It's like, okay, we'll reply to their stories, and now we follow each other on Twitter, so it just, like, makes more sense. We've just kept up with each other throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with dating, like, even if I feel like the person's cool, me and you talked about this before, like, I can't talk to someone for longer than two weeks only because I start idealizing them because I'm a little bit crazy. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, do you ever, like follow someone on social media and you're like I definitely know who you are and sometimes you do like I we've already kind of established like you know if you have like if you listen to us on the podcast you know us if you read your articles you probably know you know who you are but it's like I don't know how do you feel about that Mm. yeah no you know this I do idealize people a lot (laughs) and (laughs) and it's like it's hard to be self-aware about it because you you know what you're doing and you know, like, where that path is taking you. Yeah. But at the same time, like, with friends, I, yeah, I'm, like, down to, like, you know, like, so usually what happens is, like, you'll have, like, one big, like, introductory combo with them or whatever. Yeah. And then you kind of just, like, message each other on and off. And it's yeah, not that sure. serious. But then when it's someone that you, like, want to go out with, 
if they're like local like i'd rather just like go out with them and have that intro conversation in person that's what i'm saying but it's yeah. a lot of like people that are toronto based or whatever yeah that's so how i feel too I've you end up yeah you London. end up talking yeah. a lot just like naturally and then when you're in person usually you're able to like have a natural flow of conversation too so i'm not as stressed about how long i'm talking to someone but i definitely do get it in terms of like those conversations you have and like the image they portray and then once you meet them maybe like once or twice and then you continue idealizing them because you don't have that proximity so it can be kind of dangerous like not in a serious way just in an emotional way yeah i feel like it's more of an emotional thing for sure Mm mm-hmm the weekend fan oh like fanboy every toronto every, man's wants to be the weekend's photographer they every are so sad they all dress the same they have they retweet the retweet to get tickets to Starboy or whatever like you guys are doing the same shit that we're doing so why is it okay when you do it yeah and they want to like make money like they always like want to i've seen a couple of guys like get those camo jackets especially when he was doing the camo jacket thing and like try to like make um like prints like the weekend oh yeah and i'm like man oh man a lot of it is tied into hypebeast culture and hypebeast yeah, culture true. has a lot of overlap with fangirl tendencies like you're lining up at the supreme store we lined up to get to the front of the pit that yeah comes, right true. it's the same shit and it is looked down upon but in a different way in more of like oh these materialistic children yeah it's not spending like, their parents money but it's not like these these freaking like horny preteen girls <laughs> yeah like are you dumb mm-hmm. like yeah. you don't you have a like freaking the who fandom or whatever what is it <laughs> or what what's that it? one doctor who the who doctor who, who. Oh, i don't know i said the who, the who. Fan. yeah um, <laughs> doctor who um but I mean, yeah the who did have fans yeah but like you also see the delineation within fandoms because like mm-hmm. for example like for me, I am a very big fan of hip hop, and then you—that's a very male-dominated like type of fan subculture. And so people are like, um, like they always are doubting you, mm-hmm. and they think you're just there because, like, for clout. You know, dudes yeah, that are girls. like, I had this one guy say to me in high school. He was like, "Wow, you're the only girl I know who knows as much about hip hop as I do." <laughs> I was like, like what "Thanks, the f- thanks." I like guess? when I was younger, I'm like, "Oh." cool and then yeah. now i'm like shut up yeah that's <laughs> and like so weird. you can and see it in other fandoms too like yeah. i'm sure if you're a girl and you're like a, gamer. a fan of yeah a, yeah. Like, a gamer yeah like a star gamers. trek i'm sorry star gamers Wars. are fans they're fans of imaginary characters oh my god i'm <gasps> sorry i'm sorry wait, okay okay no, wait. i'm sorry guys you are literally watching youtube videos of of Drake play playing Fortnite on YouTube. Gamers are the number one YouTubers. Like, they make the most money off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come for me for liking One Direction. At least they're singing. You're watching <laughs> someone play a game. You didn't I even know. play it. You're not play- You're watching Drake play freaking Fortnite with that one guy. That culture is so fascinating. I was actually talking to a guy recently who went to some sort of conference on music streaming. And the whole thing with, like, game streamers and how their streams are monetized but there might be like rights to the music within the game but not to the people streaming it so it's a whole other outlet of like making money so like on fortnite you have like marshmallow and all these djs that are streaming in the game Mm. and they get like millions of people watching so it's like a really fascinating new avenue for the music industry and the whole thing about them like standing games and characters it's like in a sense like 
we were also standing characters because they were like public facades. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, guess that's, that's true. true right? It's okay, all curated. Got us. Yeah. She got us. We got us. And then like there's also those other fandoms like people that go to like Comic Con yeah. or like cosplay and people stuff? that do cosplay where that's just kind of like it's like normal but it's like weird. Like you're like, For, okay, like you're, mainstream. You're kind of weird but like if someone said oh I do cosplay you'd be like okay. If someone tells you oh I have a One Direction stand Twitter account you'd be like uh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah, there was a girl that went to my high school and or like my elementary school. She like grew up to like become like one of these cosplay girls, and she makes like an insane amount of money because she's just like a really hot white girl, and she like makes cosplay and like I think she like sells her photos and shit, and she just makes so much money off of being a cosplay player. Mm-hmm. Like I know that making cosplay costumes do cost a lot, so like I don't know how much she's paying. So like, why are you hating from outside the club? Like, yeah, people exactly. are really like you know making a means for the, making a way for themselves yeah mm-hmm. for sure based on that like immersion in the internet so mm-hmm. if you can like manifest and make it happen in real life and like secure the bag then you're good mm-hmm. yeah so how do we feel about people kind of because kind of going back to i guess like your point dina where you're talking about like as a girl like i'm a hip-hop stan but it's like you have to prove yourself to like be that kind mm-hmm. of stand because you're a girl you know with one direction like if a guy told me he liked one direction i would never be like okay so when's harry's birthday like i would just be like okay cool. yeah but if you're yeah 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 but D- do you remember the ter- there's a term called directionator oh my god yeah i called my sister that once because <laughs> she told me that she hated louie and i was like you're a direction or carrot you remember that you yeah. also a carrot if they were like corny yeah, yeah. like oh she's such a carrot so cringe like yeah oh my god and there was like lln laugh like nile yeah <laughs> language almost yeah. and, we, and then, we would use it like ironically yeah and you still have like stan language come out and yeah like and, i'm and screaming things. like i feel like screaming that's like a... dead or like when you like s- like keyboard smash and you're like yeah it's like i'm laughing definitely when you do that when you would do that with locals and they'd be like what yeah and now they do it i'm like crying girls yeah but yeah um so funny yeah but the hierarchy is interesting like yeah. we never really felt the need to prove ourselves to each other but that's true we never did yeah. yeah it's just more so people looking in you're like oh like at the beginning i was like i don't only listen to one direction i like the beatles too i like you know like whatever like mm-hmm. people that are more legitimate drake. i was, I was like drake. a drake stan at the same time as one direction yeah stan. you had like a hybrid zane and drake username at some point i probably did yeah i remember <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so funny. Yeah, so it's like you kind of be, you're on the defensive. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I overcame that over time. But some people just don't, and they internalize mm-hmm. it, and they feel the need to always suppress that part of themselves or kind of like uh, drag themselves for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then some people like reclaim it, and it's like cool because think about um oh my god I forget his name. He's like a white guy. His first name is Tyler, but I don't know what his last name is. Mm. He's a YouTuber. He's white. He's gay. He made sweaters oh, that were right. called. Oh right, I remember him. Tyler Oakley. Yeah. yeah. See, they there's those YouTubers. Oh my god. Like I like when brands and YouTubers are like Stan Luna. Like now with K-pop, I'm kind of like, oh, you're so annoying. But also like a lot of YouTubers like are smart with that kind of stuff. Yeah, because he really was like, oh, I have all these girls that are following me. Let me make professional fangirl sweaters mm-hmm. because like this also applies to basically anybody mm-hmm. that um they fangirl yeah yeah it's not like specific to him yeah but it's associated with him yeah 
But I don't know if anybody made fun of him for being a quote unquote fangirl because yeah. it's like he's even though he was gay, he was still like a man. Yeah. He's a white man. Yeah. And like gay guys were integrated into like the fan culture yep, of for sure. even with One yep. Direction. Um I just think the main thing that fandom gave people was community and not only surrounding the boy band, but also just like going through that weird adolescent time where you're like a teen girl, you're 13, 14, 15, going all the way up to like 19, 20. It's a very, very weird time. So I think that the fandoms create a sense of community. People make so many lasting connections and friends. And then also with growing up on the internet, you get exposed to people that maybe live across the world, across the country. So you're exposed to different opinions, different walks of life. And in, in that in, in and of itself, sorry, is very beneficial because you're that's like a learning tool for sure. And I think even like with learning about things like feminism and different things that I've come to love now, I learned a lot of that shit on Twitter mm-hmm. and, and Tumblr. Like, Twitter's an, almost an alternative form of news media. 100%. Because if you're just reading about what you're getting taught in school or um, your local news, like, you're not... Even, like, international news. Like, if you're not seeing these subcultures play out, then you're not going to be able to, like, gain that type of world knowledge. People love to, like hate on you know tumblr sjw's and stuff but you know like when you're talking to someone like and you're just getting to know them and they're like oh yeah i was on tumblr in like 2011 2012 or like they were really on twitter like you know that they got that same education that you did yeah education yeah and it makes you more socially aware for sure and another like online community that i was really into was rookie magazine yeah me too oh yeah yeah yeah. rookie girls rookie Rookie, girls we grew up right and like it was such a wholesome <laughs> little commenting community. There. It was so good. It is so good. And Tavi Jevonson was like my role model. I was like, I'm going to go to NYU. I'm going to become a fashion blogger. So I was like posting my outfits on Tumblr yeah, and stuff. Yeah, me too. That's so funny. Yeah, but then I ended up just going the writing route. And like, yeah. honestly, <laughs> honestly, no, it was for the best. I wasn't that cute. But like, I know, I know. it was great because you we're saw, humble. you saw, you were like, teenage girls can write about how they feel and it's how true. they see the world. And it's like legit. It's accepted. Like, I can make a name for myself out of this mm-hmm. yeah which proves itself tr- to be true with the whole wattpad thing and mm-hmm. it's so funny even like going back to rookie mag because i love rookie mag um the way i found out about it is basically the girl who was on her allyship episode named celia um like petra collins would take photos of her and then i remember celia being of like toby yeah. or sorry like uh, petra collins would take photos of celia oh that's so cool and then celia was like in the first rookie mag book and i was like i guess i'll just get it because like celia's in it like i'm just like thinking of celia and then i was like oh my god this I'm reading so through cool. this whole thing I'm literally obsessed and they would ha- talk about things like as far as like sexuality goes and like anything that I think would be brought up within like the One Direction culture mm-hmm. but it was just like more critically analyzed and and part of it is like because she came from like a suburban background mm-hmm. a lot of it was centered on like navigating suburbia and like big city dreams but not being there and stuff like that so yeah. it helps you kind of like experience it by proxy yeah people that are like you know they're there they're living it but they're still kind of connecting to you on your level yeah because that's the thing about fangirls it's like fangirls are just like girlies on their phone in suburbia they're dreamers yeah they're just dreamers they have fomo they want to be going to like these big shows in like toronto or whatever and they can't go so they're live streaming it and shit yeah yeah man that's so crazy. Have you guys, I mean, you haven't. I've talked about this, this movie so many times. American Meme. Have you watched it, Dina? Oh, right. No. Oh, God, you guys both haven't seen it? Okay. She gave us homework. I know. But anyways, 
basically this movie is talking about how social media influencers like started um and how like paris hilton is like the blueprint so basically like paris hilton was famous for like no reason at all um except for the fact that she was like paris hilton didn't she have like an empire through her parents oh yeah like she did but like other than that like she was just like a rich daughter and she had like no other talent (laughs) (laughs) other than like being this like the kardashians are shaking yeah so like that's a thing so like paris hilton started this whole like trend of like being um just like an influencer socialite yeah like a socialite and then like basically the kardashians co-opted it and like now we're all just trying to do that and it's crazy because like paris hilton has such a huge following like people who love paris hilton like paint her to be like jesus i don't think it's like super common among people we know but it's like it's still it's still common though and it's like she has stands. I know people who are like regular degulars in my eyes, but then I find their Instagram. They have like 10k followers and they have stands, and it's Even like, like YouTubers. Yeah, YouTubers have stands. Like Emma Chamberlain got sent to Paris Fashion Week. Okay, this girl wore a diaper on YouTube. She literally <laughs> wore a diaper. Like I like Emma Chamberlain objectively, but like what? And it's like your stand culture can make you that. Mm-hmm. Like if you have enough stands to like make you. Like spread they can your take word you out. Anywhere. They can take you anywhere. You need like a cult following. Like they everyone have to be devoted. Jojo Siwa has a fan culture. You can't yeah. buy that. You can't buy that kind of promotion. That kind of marketing. You can't buy K-pop stands going under every tweet and posting links to your videos. That yeah, has to be for organic. Sure, for sure. That's like so crucial to becoming famous. Unless you have like a viral song or mm-hmm. you're like whatever you're on dr phil and you somehow (laughs) you know like you never know how it's gonna happen but like one thing that's guaranteed is if you have a dedicated fan base then you're set yeah Yeah. ariana nader is that what her fans are called i don't know i don't know her fan i think i think i know but i'm forgetting whatever anyways those girlies girlies. like every i feel like most people that are big and pop right now have a fan subculture absolutely and those fans literally will ride for you they will like go out and buy your merch they'll buy like they are what is supporting you and so you know what's really interesting lil pump is like oh my god okay so he has this whole thing where he has a lot of followers he's his content is always going viral because it's funny and he had like a social media team that managed that and helped him grow his following um and then he had gucci gang which was obviously enormous Mm -hmm. like gigantic monstrous hit but his last album that just came out harvard dropout had like abysmal streaming numbers and that's because his following is just a superficial thing where they're there for his funny content and stuff but they never actually like rode for him as a person or for his music Mm -hmm. so that That following if it doesn't that following has to be of a certain quality and yeah. it has to be obtained in a certain way. Like, if you just grew it in the same way that a meme page grows their following, you just they're go not gonna, viral. Yeah, yeah, you go viral. They're not going to care about you. They're not going to, like, be like, stream his album. Let's support him in 24 hours. Let's break the Vivo record. Like, no one's going to do that yeah. for you. That's so true. I never think, like, thought about that because I do know Let's Lil Pump, Vivo but record. I can't, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't, like, name one song other than Gucci Gang. <laughs> like, I actually can't. Like, he has some bops, but it's nothing spectacular. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the idea of, like, Everybody who follows you is, like, a fan, if that makes sense. Like, even your haters are your biggest fans. Like, how do we feel about that? Is that a true statement? Mm. Um, I think we have retweeters. <laughs> are those people that I hate <laughs> us? That no, those are our fans. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I think we have retweeters. That's just Mimi. And the SoundCloud, the SoundCloud stats, they're telling. <laughs> no, we are you going like to give this away? Retweeters. No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, I know that we have fans. Thank you guys for supporting us. But are the people that hate us also? I mean, fans okay, though? I think if they hate us, like 
actively. Okay. Like, they listen to every episode and be like, fuck. Fuck <laughs> these. Yeah, if you're you giving know? us listens, then yeah. But I don't I mean, have a podcast, but I have, like, ex-friends who still, like, Yeah, like, watch me. your... Well, yeah, like, it doesn't have to be a podcast. Like, even your Instagram, like... Yeah. Now I'm so fucking annoyed that Instagram took away the 24-hour viewing thing. Oh, yeah, like mm. especially on highlights. I mean, I I'm wanna... kind of glad because now I can watch people's highlights. That's like... true. I honestly didn't need that in my life though because I was already accustomed to not having it. Yeah, I guess. That's I'd true. rather have that like insight. Yeah, that's true. But like, do you feel? Because I mean, everyone, everyone in some way like they have fans, right? Because if you have a social media account, like someone's creeping it or something. True. Like someone's like checking up on you all the time. Switch your Instagram to a business profile for a few days. You're gonna see how many people, people save, save your, your photo. I used to. I'm like, why are you saving my photo? It's literally a it's photo of my face. Scary. But I'm like, okay, go off that. I guess. Yeah. So do you feel like? Yeah, like I feel like people who are haters are like fans in some ways. Like if you're like don't follow me but then you like go on my page specifically to watch my stories all the time I mean. well yeah i mean if you look at the definition of a fan i don't know if like love is necessarily in it oh i guess like that's fanatic true. yeah fanatic just means you're like very i think enthusiastic about something obsessive and enthusiasm by the way has its etymology and like greek stuff so it was about like being possessed by the gods Okay. okay. We love an English major. That's yeah. <laughs> by the gods. Etymology. Yeah. Okay. We stand the gods. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like fangirl culture, like, it never left. I feel like it never leaves, and I feel like we're all just fangirls. Mm-hmm. And fanboys are fangirls, or, like, they're just, like, fans. Fangirl is gender neutral. Yeah, fangirl is gender neutral. Fan people. Because how many is gender guys? neutral, too. Yeah. Yep. Stans. Stans is gender neutral. Yeah, because, like, how many guys are, like, people you've talked to or like exes like they're your stand because they're creeping on you all the motherfucking time <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like you don't even pay mind to them but they keep on watching your stories they'll accidentally like a photo from 52 weeks ago <laughs> and you're like you like you you really are obsessed with me yeah but then also like fans are kind of painted to be like fucking insane too because yeah. like the first time i heard the word stan was like the eminem song mm-hmm. and if you listen to it and watch the music video it's literally this guy that's like fucking obsessed with eminem to yeah. the point where he's like gonna kill himself <laughs> yeah. and like kill his family so it's like what it's really it's interesting so how that word has like, been co-opted because i think it was like, like i don't know if that was the first time that we it is that's where it came, it. that's where yeah. it came from but the whole thing um initially it was like stands are like psychotic fans but over time it became softened in meaning and now it just refers to a big fan of something mm-hmm like, you're a stan, like, you ride for that. Like, now, like, locals use the word, so you know it's been diluted, Ugh, for sure. I know. Oh, my gosh, locals, so funny on Twitter. Like, we just <laughs> did not know how to use Twitter. When you have now, your university in your bio, like... They, they kind of understand how to use Twitter more. I feel like all the subcultures are kind of merging. They understand how, like, meme culture is really at its peak, so yeah. I think people Because a lot of the, like, screenshots from, like, Twitter, like, will go on yeah. Instagram. But then they why. catch up with it really late. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. is like, people who are, like, Facebook memers or, like, Instagram memers, they get, like, the washed up uh, remains. Yeah. 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 Like, that's the meme so is dead true. already. The brands are using it. And they're like, Haha, this is it, chief. And I'm like, no. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Or, like, I remember, like, the first time that I saw a meme get so, like, commodified so quickly was the damn Daniel one yeah. with, the, with the vans, yeah, with the true. white vans. And that kid was on Ellen, like, a week later. He had a freaking brand deal. I was mm. like, oh, my God. Like, there is so much power in, in like, internet being becoming viral on the internet. 
because like look at freaking bad baby mm-hmm. and what's her even name introduced. people used to always call her by her um, name and now i can't even tell Nicole. you what her name is i literally just call her bad baby i now. don't know what her name is even though her Michelle, whole name Jennifer. used to be like on the dr <laughs> phil it's like i actually refer to her as like the name i feel like it's like nicole or something it's something definitely it's, wholesome yeah <laughs> no it's something like italian okay i think she's like italian i need to google her and it's so crazy, too, how, like, the more you consume someone's media, the more you can, like, become a stan. So, like, every time an artist has a documentary, I sort Danielle. of stan. Oh, yeah. So, like, her name's Danielle. Um, you watched oh, the okay. interviews? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Danielle Brigoli or whatever. Now I'm remembering. But, like, Dana took me to Stars Board, and I never really liked Lady Gaga. Yeah. And, like, after that movie, like, I'm totally You can't woman. help it. Like, it's, it's just, like, impulsive. Yeah. It, and that's the thing. Like, when I watch a movie and – Actors especially, like, actors, you see a photo of them, and you're not like, oh, my God, I stand him now, like, or her, whatever. So you watch them in a movie, and you see, like, you know, the way they're, the way they talk, the way they act, and then you watch their interviews, and you're like, wow, I know them, and, like, that's when you start standing. Yeah, that's Is when so you, like, true. consume more of that content. And that's why, like I said, K-pop is so successful, because there's so much of that content. Mm-hmm. So the more there is, the more potential there is to, like, fall in love with that character. And One Direction kind of started with that, with the, what did they call it when they were in X Factor and they did those vlogs? Oh, on the stairs. Yeah, on the oh, stairs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the I boys know. on the stairs. And my yeah. sister was like, oh, my God, you need to check out this band. They're so funny. They're so cool. And I was like, no, I don't care. What makes you beautiful is stupid. And then once I started watching those vlogs, then I came back to the video with fresh eyes. And I was like, I love them. They own me I now. I I know. So that's an important point you made, though, because of the whole idea of, like, you know, when you watch those interviews and, you know, you feel like you know them. And it's, like, it goes back to my crush question of, like, how, like, I'm so psychotic when it comes to the internet. <laughs> because, like, if you think about it, like, what's the difference between me having this crush on this person that I think I know that I creep on social media all the time and then, like, this boy band mm-hmm. or, like, this boy in this boy band. I mean, one is more famous than the other one. One is commodified. Yeah, one, one is, is like commodified. But, like, one branded. is, like, yeah, and the other one is, like, a normal. So it's, like, I'm a stan. <laughs> for this person yeah so crazy it's it's like less socially acceptable because they're that person didn't put themselves out there for yeah that that's also true yeah but so yeah that's, that, it, yeah. that's just the way it goes like yeah. you can't you can't really help it and as long as you're not being invasive or like <laughs> you know because like that's also the difference between obsessive like hi, like okay stereotypically uh heterosexual girl um, being obsessed with a guy versus a guy being obsessed with a girl. Or let me not say heterosexual. Let me say a girl who's into guys, if mm-hmm. she's obsessed with a guy, is not going to be the same dynamic as a guy who's obsessive about a girl. Okay? That's so, so like, there's not going to be any, like, pestering in mm-hmm. most cases. There's not going to be any, like, anger over rejection. It's kind of just, like, a thing that you keep to yourself for the Me most wallow. part. You're not going to act on it. Maybe you'll follow them on Instagram. If you met up, like, you're not going to bug them and like consistently flirt with them so it's a really different dynamic and like it's not as dangerous in most cases like that's that's where like you know our discomfort comes in with the guys that pursue us but like we don't do that to the guys that we're really into that's true also like i noticed that like girls will like stand like boy bands or like and uh, girls stand like girl like female musicians people Mm -hmm. love little mix when they do like when they had their time um Mm -hmm. k-pop girl groups have like intense standards okay yeah like i know girls i don't listen to k-pop and i know girls generation exists Mm -hmm. i've definitely listened to a couple there's a really interesting article actually about the concept of the girl crush and how like queer women have 
quote-unquote girl crushes and so do like straight women and it's this like a different form of admiration Mm -hmm. of like almost a sisterly kind of uh respect for an artist and like you kind of look at her as like wow she's so cool like she's how i want to be and it's like a really interesting article because like for some like when i hear like straight girls talk about like girl crush you're kind of like oh my god but like this article really put it into perspective of how um these women's fan bases are so influenced by them yeah that's so interesting so like because what i was going to ask is i don't feel like men stan women like as far as like mm. musicians go like mm. straight men yeah like straight men so like straight men like love the weekend but like i don't know i can't think of like uh, which is like, weird right? who they like they like georgia smith they oh georgia they do smith like is georgia their smith. light-skinned little creme brulee yeah <laughs> 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 i'm not gonna say it too much in the mic but um it's yeah like that's super true and, and I don't know why that is, but you said something really important because you said something about, like, this idea of, like, respect. And that's true. Like, you know, like, as much as you, like, would y- – girls would yell things at their concert being like, take your pants off. But I think there was, like, a line of respect. Throw mm-hmm. their freaking bronze Yeah, stage. like, there's yeah. a line, Well, like, there's a line of, like, I respect 12. you enough to, like, pay for this ticket. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I made a ticket for this concert. And I think, like, when the artist is, like, don't do that anymore, like, we're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I don't want to disrespect you because yeah. I worship you. But, but like, guys yeah. don't stand women. I mean – George Smith, yes, but other than that, like I literally like, can't. But yeah, it's not, not like Stan. It's, it's not, not Stan. It's like, oh my god, I want her to be my wife or like yeah. Kelan or like whatever. Wifey. Yeah, mm. but I think that's <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like in wifey. heteronormative standards, that it's more acceptable to be like all over these dudes that like tackle each other and take their shirts off, or like <laughs> you know stand for Drake and the weekend. But if you stand a girl, it's like some gay shit. No, it is. It's seen as that. I feel like. The only time I ever saw, like, even, I mean, the only time, like, men stan anyone is, like, that I noticed are usually, like, queer men. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, these, like, gay icons that are, like, Beyonce or, yeah. like, Britney Spears. It's never, like, oh my God. I'm just we a man and I, We talk about Beyonce. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. The beehive. The beehive is crazy. Yeah. But I love it. Me too. Like, I, I feel like everyone is in the beehive just, like, low-key. You <laughs> like, can't not be. Everyone's a Beyonce stan. It's just, like, her actual stans. They really go hard for her, yeah. and good for her. Like, even though she's an artist, that it's interesting she's that she's very she, secluded. She's very secluded. Yeah, she doesn't um, give them that level of interaction that At you get all, with yeah. a lot of other mm-hmm. artists. But she still has that huge fan base, which is interesting. It's that mm-hmm. it's that icon status. It's a yeah. different type of stan base. So like, Brianna too is kind of like this. I mean, she used to be more on social, but now the Navy. It's like mm-hmm. the more elusive they are, the more that. Um, you know that illusion remains intact so sure. they'll still remain like that godlike status when they're not doing live streams and stuff like that because they're not trying to be down to earth and relatable they're trying to be or maybe not trying to be they just are like yeah. on another level even like frank ocean stands like yeah. he gives you guys nothing nothing when he opened yeah. his instagram nothing. like that was like that was a, a monumental day for yeah. for those stands they were living wait did he have a private instagram yeah he oh. opened it and it's called blonded and Tyler also had one called Scumfuck Flower Boy that he opened uh, last year. Wow. Yeah. Amazing that. content. And you could see, like, where the comments started and stopped, where it was just their mutuals. It's super cool. Yeah. If you lurk that far. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like, people, yeah. That's so That's funny. That's so weird. Men, and men don't even freaking stand Beyonce, unless they're gay. 
Like, <laughs> publicly, they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so true. So Unless they're just being like, Beyonce's so hot. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like, they can objectify her, but they can't be like, oh they my can't god, I love her. Beyonce so much. She's so cool. Yeah. Because men don't like women. <laughs> that's this the is why tea. people think that this podcast is a men-hating podcast. But you guys, guys don't we... even like women when they're talented, bruh. Like... Yeah, like, just say it with your chest next time. Yeah, if you just can... say you're misogynist and go. <laughs> because even, like, Justin Bieber, like, when I was Justin Bieber, I would always watch his interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, he would only, like, he would talk about Beyonce, but he would only talk about her, like, in relation to him, like, having mm-hmm. a crush on her. But it's, like, realistically, like, Beyonce is your superior because, like, she's been in the game for a long time. Like, you probably could learn so much about Beyonce. She's in the same genre of music, I guess. Yeah, like, pop. Yeah, like, you know, it's, like... What makes you talking about Beyonce different than, like, any, like, male, like, older school, like, pop R&B artist? Mm. Oh, that is so true. And you know what? I he never... Michael Jackson, too. Exactly. So, it's, like, why is why is Beyonce this hot crush that you have and Michael Jackson is, like, this idol that you have? Like, they're both really talented yeah. icons. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I never really thought about it in, like, that gendered way, but it's so, like... It's so true. And it's like, do you not respect women outside of their bodies? Mm-hmm. Or, because, like, also, these artists would not gain so much clout and, like, um, accomplishments and stuff if it was only women supporting them. Like, clearly, you guys are supporting them. Clearly, you're streaming their music, but it's like, why are you not able to they like, would never have that fan yeah. identity? And it's, it's interesting. And it makes sense now why so many, like, maybe the k-pop industry or um the boy band like one direction or freaking like five seconds of summer or whatever <laughs> they so yo their new album slaps <laughs> really oh do it they slaps. come out with music okay. yeah so it's it, well summer but like i really got on it late it makes young blood oh, is on the radio all the time i haven't heard any of it but it makes sense why these industries try to target like female audiences because they will say with their chest mm-hmm. and they will be your fan with yeah. their chest and they will support you endlessly whereas male like if you're trying to make something that like a girl group like a fifth harmony even like they're a girl group but still their target demographic is girls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so girls run the world the other piece of that is the men that become super famous like justin bieber one direction k-pop groups they're always somewhat effeminized like i don't know if you've noticed this like have you they're not like they're not like chris hemsworth they're not like hollywood celebrities they're always kind of like dainty pretty boys like e-boy aesthetic oh that's so true yeah i didn't think about that it's really interesting like it's always this androgynous kind of aesthetic like one direction they were you know when they were clean they shaven were a little bit messier but like yeah. they definitely they were still pretty, pretty. Were but they're they still, still pretty. pretty like zane was really pretty. Like, yeah you know, oh my gosh gorgeous and like, i feel like when zane became solo he tried to shed that like he's like i'm gonna shave my hair i'm gonna have this like bad boy aesthetic because it's like that was what you were expected to be as like a pop star that girls are into and the beatles they grew their hair long like yeah it's always that element of like feminization that is you know, like, a, a, I think a crucial component of a guy becoming that superstar level of fame. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And even, like, mentioning the Beatles, because I know that men now, they say they like the Beatles, yes. right? So it's, like, what is the threshold of, like, how many years till it's, like, okay for men to say they like the music? Mm-hmm. Because... I think Justin Bieber is safe, too, now. Yeah, Justin Bieber is definitely he's safe. Yeah, he's especially when, like, we, uh, Justin Bieber came out with journals. journals and then also, yeah. like, I forget what his last album was called, but it came out all around, like, 2015. Mm-hmm. 
Was it it's purpose? It's one where he like made a song. It was yeah, the one purpose. where he had like he songs with Travis Scott. Scott. He had songs yeah. with Big Sean. So it was like okay. And guys were standing that album. Like guys loved Purpose. Yeah, no, they did. And it's like I mean I can't like, like when he became more masculine. Yeah, that was the point. And it's not just because like he hit puberty and his voice got deeper. It's because he started like he changed lashing his look. out. He changed his look. He was he like had like a DUI. He had all like, these girlies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DUI. Yeah. I'm married now. Yeah. He was Haley. going through some shit. If you read that Vogue article, like, but that was the thing. It's like the more aligned you are with femininity, the more guys are gonna be like, this is not worth my time. See ya. And that's because masculinity. Of hegemonic masculinity. Yeah, and that's literally just the rejection of femininity, which goes back to my point that men don't like women. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have a whole episode coming up. Toxic masculinity, wait on it. But yeah, I think this was a really good episode. It was so this good. Was such a good I'm conversation. So, it's so nice to talk to you guys. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. What a psycho. <laughs> so nostalgic. <laughs> it's so nostalgic to think about like my One Direction days. I almost want to go back sometimes because I, I had such a so good time fun. on the internet. Like I was living my best freaking life when albums dropped. There was such a sense of community and like live tweeting. When stuff about this leaked. Song. Oh my god, it was so thrilling. When. I think it was Take Me Home. Live when, over young when the video leaked. I lost. Yeah, it, it was before no, school. I that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Or remember when Best Song Ever came out? Yeah. That video, like the whole day, like it was so yeah. nice, and they would like have interviews, and we would all like count down to when their press. interview. Oh when yeah, there was like also press true. Because like now when artists drop a video, you're just like, oh, it's dropping. I guess like yeah. right now, like I don't know. It's less mm-hmm. anticipation. You knew like three days before, like this day, this video is gonna come out. Yeah. You're on YouTube. You're like refreshing. And you know what? When Zayn came out like with his solo career and the day that Pillow Talk dropped I was almost taken back to that yeah because Twitter was going insane for Pillow Talk like literally nuts and I just remember listening to the song watching the music video I was so happy (laughs) I was like this is when I was in first year and I was so happy I was walking I was smiling I was just like oh my god I love this I was really happy when Harry released his solo music too I love Harry so much I was always a Zary girl so I mean, it's still it's still there, like in the recesses of my mind, even if it's not consuming my everyday life mm-hmm. the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Even Niall's music kind of slaps. Niall, yeah, Niall's got some bops. Yeah, who? Because he did the slow hands. Yeah. Okay, so what did Liam do? Because he did something too. I never liked any of he, Liam's. Uh, no, what was Liam, Liam is trying to just like be in this R and B like. He's trying to be he wants to be Jaquise or like. <laughs> yeah, he, he always loved people of color though. Remember, he always has black girlfriends. Yeah. Other than he's dating Cher. What? No, 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 I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant to say Naomi Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I always knew Liam like black girls. But I'm like, sorry, how I, did he get Naomi Campbell? Yeah. I feel like it's a Naomi flex. Like I could have. She just like dating boy. like boys for like two months and being like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, Naomi's She's not power to hide down. And you know what? That's why probably she looks so good. Yeah. Less stress. Less stress. I love Anyways. Thanks for listening, everyone. This yeah, was a really good, like, combo. And for the if you were a fangirl, you know, hit me and Lydia up because we obviously were in that subculture. So we can, we can talk, talk about it forever. We can talk about yeah. it. If you're a One Direction fan, you know, we can reminisce because I was in that. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. And, Deanna, you have an article on either Zayn or Wonder Yes, or- actually, yeah. My yeah. first ever article was about Zayn. And it was about when he left the group um, and his influence on Middle Eastern, North African slash Muslim communities and how he kind of uh, created a space for us and how he was discriminated against because of his identity and um, the perception that there was of fangirls taking it seriously when he left and how it was reported on. 
So yeah, man, like secure the bag if you have good ideas like that. Yeah, people, people want to know. Oh yeah, and then make sure you guys um, hit up Deanna. All our information will be in the link below, or like the description box below. Yes. Um, and read that freaking article because if you're a One Direction stan, I mean, and you're a Zayn girl, and if you're a K-pop stan, I got you too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because she has interviews. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank All right. So much. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Now I might lose a will to live Now that I'm trying everything You just ain't really listening 